This is Jim Martin with the Little Things First podcast. And this is Tracy Vandeventer. Now, Jim, who are we talking to right now today? Chris. I'm Chris uh, STEM guy with the STEM Everyday podcast. Tell me about him. <laughs> Chris Woods. Uh, he's a teacher, and we're going to be uh, talking to him about the little things that make a difference in a school to promote STEM. I'm very curious about this because, you know, STEM is a big thing across the country now. Yep. All right. Let's give him a call. Thank you. Hello there. Hi, Chris. This is Jim Martin with Little Things First. Hey there, Jim. How you doing? Good. How are you? I am doing great. I'm here with my colleague, Tracy. Hi. How are yep. you, Chris? Hey, great to meet you, Tracy. It's so nice to talk to you. Thanks for taking time out of your day to visit with us. Yeah, definitely. So excited to talk to you guys. Yeah. I was just listening to STEM every day on the way up here to Ogden, which is where we record our podcast. Yeah. So um, I don't know if you know Utah. Where are we talking to you from? Uh, I'm way up in uh, northern Michigan. Oh, okay. So Ogden is a a city in Utah, for your information. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I love the podcast. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. Um, So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, I've been teaching high school math for uh, just over 20 years, uh, all in the the same rural northern Michigan school district. Um, We've got a great opportunity to be able to, to teach kids every day, kids that... Um, I, I teach a lot of kids that maybe math isn't their favorite kind of thing. Um, I teach a lot of freshmen, a lot of, a lot of kids who have trouble with math. So um, for me, it's always been a challenge of how can I, how can I help every kid um, see, see the need for math and, and STEM kind of things. Uh, because we know, I and mean, we've all heard the question, when are we ever going to use this anyway, right? <laughs> right. Right. So. You know, uh, that's kind of unique, right? Just kidding. About someone not liking math, maybe, as a freshman. <laughs> yeah. I think we've got that over here, too. I just wanted you to know. You're not alone. Yeah. Yeah. It, it happens everywhere. I'm, I'm pretty aware of that. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you for doing it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, you know, it, it's neat. I, you know, I, I love, you know, I, I went to college to be an engineer, and hmm. um, I just realized that uh, being in an office, being in a in a factory or a plant or whatever, working every day, yeah, I could have made a lot more money, and yeah, uh, those kind of things. But uh, the the opportunity to make a make an impact, uh, it's those little things, right? I guess to use your your yes. podcast title to to make an impact on kids every day is is incredible. Absolutely so what, right. Yeah. So, what inspired you to take the path that you did in terms of um, going beyond the classroom? Because you do a lot of extra work yeah. to get the word out about the importance of STEM. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, about about five, six years ago or so, I, I'd been doing lots of, of things, showing my kids how, how much STEM is connected to, to everyday things and, and careers and, and real life. And, and I'd been doing so many things in my classroom, and I, I kind of just asked our, our computer technology teacher one day, I was like, you know, what if, what if I wanted to share this with, with other teachers out there? What would I do? And he's like, you know, hop onto social media, share, share your ideas. And, um, and from there, it was, it's just been a, a pretty amazing ride, a, a whole lot of opportunities. And, and the reason I do it and, and really do it every day is because, you know, maybe not every teacher is, feels comfortable about math or STEM or, or thinks it's really complicated. Like it's all robots and, and mm-hmm. uh, rocket science, but it's but it's not. I mean, STEM when you break it down, it's really all about just helping kids 
see those relevant connections in every day and and um and even those just the the relationships that we make with kids it's it's trying to find what they're interested in and saying hey the math connects to that hey the science connects to that those things that you're interested in every day so i'm just trying to help teachers find some ways to to connect it to to what kids are interested in so when you think about your classroom before you really started venturing into the world of STEM and the mm-hmm. and the experience you are having now, what are some of the ways that your classroom experience has changed for your students? Um, wow. Uh, I would say definitely I've added more hands-on opportunities. Um, I guess a typical math classroom, everybody probably thinks of worksheets uh, or, or questions out of the book. Mm-hmm. I, still, I still have worksheets that my kids do because you know you have to learn those basics and things but if if that's all it was you know a robot could teach that class so I, I really try to find those ways to to show them you know five minutes here a couple minutes there all throughout the hour and, and really make things more hands-on make things more relevant uh, show them those real world connections to to what they're learning in the classroom. You're going to have to simplify a little bit for me. So <laughs> I'm pretending like I'm back in my freshman math class, which by yeah. the way, I talked all the time and I got in a lot of trouble. <laughs> so what I'm trying to think, what does it mean hands-on? Because you're right. I, I only think about either doing the problems on my paper or the mm-hmm. most exciting was you could be called to the whiteboard at that time, oh. it was a chalkboard, <laughs> right? And yeah. you could do a problem in front of everyone. So, what does it mean, yeah. hands-on? Well, okay. So, I teach I teach high school algebra for for most of the classes, and and that, yeah, there's a lot of uh, curriculum and a lot of uh, algorithms and steps and process. You got to learn how to graph equations and solve equations and things like that. Um, but but just giving kids maybe a a real world story problem instead of some fake made up story problem. So. Uh, we have a water bottle filler at our school, and uh, I don't know if you've seen the water bottle fillers either at schools or airports or, mm-hmm. or gyms. Yeah, you know, and they've and they've got the numbers. It shows how many water bottles saved, right? Right. So it, every day, you know, I'll say, okay, so somebody go check the number right now, and so they'll go to get the number, and we'll we'll keep track of those for a bunch of days, and then it's like, okay, so now we got all those numbers. Uh, how can we analyze them? Mm. You know, are we how how many did we use per day? How many did we use per hour? during the school day? Are there different times of the day when more water bottles get filled? Um, and, and having kids maybe use a, a Google Sheet and, uh, or a Microsoft Excel or, or something and, and have them uh, work through making some equations for those things. And, and that's just a, a real quick, simple one. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, there's so many things like that. If you, can, if you can get away from just the regular story problems right. and get kids to, um, to use whatever it is, because that's, that's what they're really going to have someday. They're not going to have a worksheet from their boss. They're going to have a project to do. So, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. And, I, and then I, I also, Oh, go ahead, please. I was going to say, I also teach a hands-on geometry. So, you know, if you, if you think of your geometry days in high school, there's a lot of proofs, right? Yeah. Um, so, so years ago we started more of a hands-on version for kids that have trouble with math. And, and in there, I mean, boy, geometry is all about understanding stuff two-dimensional and three-dimensional um, uh-huh. we we build and make stuff almost every day or draw stuff or figure out how the formula is made by cutting up some paper and folding shapes and um, that that's an easy one <laughs> yeah nice okay that makes more sense thank you I just I had to kind of break out of my own experience there for a little bit <laughs> right. yeah 
And, and the question, well, it wasn't really a question, it was a comment. When I was listening to the podcast on the way up here, you were talking with your guest about STEM superpowers, and I know analysis oh, yeah. was one of those things, and I just think that's really yeah. interesting. Observation, analysis, things that kids are going to have to do in everyday life for many different domains, and um, that's one of the benefits of STEM. Um I, I actually have a question about that because I've heard a lot of people using STEM and I'm not sure exactly always what they mean when they say, you know, we're a STEM right. focus school. So mm-hmm. how is STEM different than just, you know, science and math teaching? In a or school? just hands-on. Yeah, or just hands-on. Right, right. I think, I, think, I think a lot of people just see it as a buzzword and, yep, they love to throw it around and, and it sounds good to have your school be STEM certified and those kind of things. And, and that's going to happen with every buzzword. Um, you're going to have schools that look to get funding for STEM projects. And a lot of times that'll include, you know, 3D printers and in um, which, you know, I mean, you think of a 3D printer and you might think, okay, kids can make stuff in their technology class. But yeah, but you could also have kids 3D print some artifact from um, ancient Rome that's part of your history class. Or you could have kids 3D print something um, from, from a story in their, in their English class. Um, some of those things, I I think as we, as we get further along the road and people realize, and that's part of what I'm trying to do is show people that STEM isn't just, here's some robots, you know, here's some technology. It's, it's really, it's part of everything. And, and, um, kids are going to be using STEM in, in every kind of career they have, no matter, no matter what kind of, of subject that it is that they uh, are involved with or, or studied with. So, I mean, that's a, a quick answer to a, a really big question, though. Right. How about the, um, I know some people have been talking about STEAM. Are mm-hmm. there people in STEM who are like, no, like, we're not, <laughs> we're not doing the STEAM Get out of there, thing. you A people. <laughs> yeah, the arts. Um, <laughs> or is that like something that is being embraced by the STEM community? What are your thoughts about that? Well, I, I'll tell you what. Um, I think so many people... Uh, easily incorporate that that arts aspect to stem um i I think probably the most common distinction that maybe people people make is is when you think about design and and function for things uh combining those two things you think of the difference between apple computers and and just like windows or or microsoft pc kind of computers and you know one has you know they both have the same function but but one has a, a much different form from the other um it's uh, I, th- I think it's very difficult to separate the arts out from from STEM. Uh, you know, all the I usually use the STEM acronym, but if if there's things that I see that are uh, especially artistic, you know, I'll I'll throw that STEAM acronym around. But I'm one of those people that grew up and and I just notice it as part of it. I, I see the beauty of of math and science and technology. It's it's hard to separate that sure. once you once you really realize that. And both acronyms are great because. Be- both are, are getting kids to be able to do things that are fun and interesting and hands-on and, and relevant to their real world. Right. And I think that the word you just used, relevancy, right? I think that mm-hmm. is something that we have not been doing a great job in education. Both Jim and I have been in so many different positions from being teachers or instructional coaches or uh, you know, administrators or even supervisors or principals. But what we have that comes to us from, I'm just going to say from above, is mm-hmm. is so much emphasis on 
that right that end result that end of level assessment now that's not all yep. that they talk about but it it is it weighs on you since leave no child behind we've got to raise the scores we've got to raise the scores and yep. what i'm worried about is sometimes there is this this loss of relevancy in that process that the focus moves away from the learning and the experience and instead moves towards what what's the score this week um right. tell me more about that relevancy and how you know how have, how have you been able to impact others even within your own district? Do you feel some of that same dissonance between the two? Yeah, I I think of course there's basics and facts and things like there's there's nothing that that I can uh, if a kid comes into my classroom in in high school math and doesn't know their multiplication tables and they're adding facts more than anything that's gonna that's going to cause them to, to not do well, to not be successful. Yeah. Um, and, and I know that's just rote memorization, but, but man, if, if they don't understand those things, then every time we're working on something, they're thinking, well, wait, where did 42 come from? You just had six and seven there. Well, that was multiplication. You know, you have to, you have to know those facts, but, um, but to, but to get the kids to really realize that, that what they're doing is important. It's going to connect to their real life. It's going to connect to jobs someday. Yeah, we have to show them relevance, and 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 that can be just little things every day. Like well, I guess I use little things again. Good job. We yeah, nice that. job. I think you get a dollar every time you throw it in. <laughs> That's the magic word. <laughs> um, um, but if we if we show them, you know, just a, a two minute or a five minute video that we happen to come across on YouTube of of somebody um, doing a doing a real career, and there's so many really neat um, career oriented videos online that you just happen to come across. And, um, and I'll show those to my students and say, look, this, this person is doing some really neat job. Yeah. They had to learn their, their math. They had to learn all the formulas and stuff, but, but they also had to learn how to think they had to learn how, how things go together, um, how to design stuff, how to think critically and analyze. Um, yeah, they probably did really well on their standardized tests. But that just opened up the opportunities for really fun and exciting and amazing careers. Right. Yeah. It wasn't the end goal. It was it was a yeah. way to go beyond and to really apply there. Yeah. And if a, if a kid, if you're getting your kids to, to make and create or um, do things that are very STEM focused or STEAM focused in your classroom, uh, those kids are still going to be super successful when it comes to a standardized test because because they're not going to just look at things where I have to plug it into a formula. They're going to look at things and say, I understand what it's asking. I can pick the important information out and I can use that to get to the final destination, just like you would do in, in some sort of a project or a challenge. Yeah, I think from my own um, experience, I'm coming from a school that's in not quite the full turnaround process, but, you know, we've been on alert. Mm -hmm. And so I'm new to the building, and I recognize that there are times when teachers look at their day and their planning, and when they think about how to spend their day, and they're getting some pressure from district or state, right? Fidelity right. to this program or venturing out and bringing in some STEM activities to try to broaden their thinking ability and increasing that relevance. Does that make yeah. sense? So I'm, I'm speaking oh, yeah. to those people who might be at schools where they haven't had some of the academic success in the past. They're, they're getting some mandates. How, how do you, how do we help those teachers kind of embed that STEM and also satisfy others that are wanting them to sort of stick to the program? 
I, th- I think every teacher can spare uh, five minutes at the start of the hour, uh, five minutes, you know, in the middle of the day, five minutes in the middle of class or whatever to, to do a quick challenge. To, and, and there are so many examples of them that people use, whether it's um, stack up as many blocks as you can or how far can you stack these blocks to hang out over the edge of your desk or build something out of note cards that, you know, is this tall or can hold up a book. And, and there's so many of those types of, of examples that get shared every day on social media or lists on websites and blog posts and things like that. Um, those, those don't require a lot of money. They don't require a lot of time or planning. Uh, they're really just quick here. Let's, let's get thinking kids. Let's, let's use some of those, those skills that, um, that, that we're missing when we're just, you know, sitting here on our rear ends and, and filling out a worksheet, you know? I love it. Those are some really good examples. Thank you. And they, and you're right. They yeah. aren't hard. They are things that you, if you take a minute to plan for a mm-hmm. few of those blocks in your day, uh, could yep. be quick. Maybe you could fit those in without too much interruption to the rest of the program. Yeah, and and I I encourage teachers all the time. If you're if you're scrolling through your Facebook feed or Twitter feed or wh- whatever you know social media you use, and you come across some interesting video, and you're like, oh, that would be great for my my kids in my class. Bookmark it, save it, email it to yourself, mm-hmm. whatever, so that you've got that link ready when you can tell the kids are starting to drift off and you know stare out the windows and. It's getting squirrely and it's like, all right, we're going to show you a video and here's cool people using cool STEM stuff. Mm-hmm. Nice. And speaking of ideas, you've got lots and lots of them in a newsletter that you put out every <laughs> week. Can you talk yeah. a little bit about the newsletter? Yeah. Uh, thanks. Thanks, Jim, for mentioning that. <laughs> um, a while back, you know, I mean, I, I, I understand how important it is for kids to read. You know, I, Sometimes people say, oh, we got to we got to get all these kids doing STEM. And, and then they forget that it's so important for kids to be reading, too. Um, so I really wanted to, to do something to show kids STEM and reading are so connected. Um, and and there's plenty of interesting news. Like you go to any any news site out there and there's usually a technology tab or a science tab um, with with interesting things that are happening every day in our in our world using robots or technology or or whatever. Sure. And, um, and so I'll, I'll condense down a couple of those articles each week and, and make just a, a single page page newsletter. And I'll put like a puzzle question and a challenge and a, and a, uh, a mystery photo from underneath my microscope that I, I just hold my, my iPhone up to my, my microscope and I snap a picture through it. And, um, just a couple things to just get kids thinking and reading. And, and then there's always a link, you know, Hey, go read more about, about this article, if it was interesting to you, you know, um, if it was, if it was some, and, and I try to find things that, that connect STEM to all sorts of different subjects and interests and, um, and things like that. And then I did, I just post them and, and, uh, lots of teachers are downloading them and, and printing them out or, or giving them digitally to their kids. Cause there's PDFs. Um, it, it's pretty cool. It's really incredible to think about. Yeah, it's a great resource. I uh, have shared it. We have a STEM teacher at our school, and I shared it with her, and she was mm-hmm. really, really enthusiastic about it. Yeah. Um, you also have it in Spanish, which I think is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So a, a, a friend of mine I, I met through Twitter a while back, um, uh, Martina Thompson, from a, a district in Texas. She's like, hey, I love this, and my kids you know, speak Spanish. Could I translate it into Spanish for you? I was like, well, definitely, you know, so it, it takes a little bit more effort to, um, you know, also post those and kinds of different things. But yeah, there's so many kids everywhere. We want them to also um, 
be able to, to connect and realize that STEM is part of everything. How can teachers get a hold of your, um, your newsletter? Okay, so the easiest way is uh, my website is dailystem.com. And, and there is a, a tab at the top that says the Daily Stem, which is what the what the newspaper is called. You know, kind of like a the Daily News. It's the Daily Stem, right. um, or it, or it's straight. You can just go there at dailystem.com/news, and you'll you'll find those. You can download all the all the old issues. They're all free. Um, just just there as a resource to help teachers. Awesome. So, what are some little things you said? You know, five minutes a day. What are some little things yeah. that teachers or principals can do in their school to make it more STEM focused? Yeah, yeah, uh, good idea, Jim. Um, so, little things would be, like I said, just always being willing or having a having an article or a video or or something you came across recently to show your kids. Maybe it's a picture that you. You know, you're driving around and, and, you know, I pull out my phone all the time and I'll snap a picture of um, ice on a tree or uh, maybe a road sign that, that looks like angles or, you know, whatever, uh, a parking sign. Because it's got like the cost of, of how much it costs to park for days and hours and whatever. I'll snap pictures of those and I'll, I'll pop that up on the screen in my classroom and I'll say, hey, kids, what do you notice? Um, what, what can we figure out? What? What do you see in this picture? And, and a lot of times it just gets conversation going and, and helps kids realize that, that yeah, all this thing, these things that you're learning in the classroom every day, they really are out there in the real world um, because, because they're still kids. They don't really always understand all the things that we see every day. So um, that's, that's a, that's an easy, quick thing to do. Um, I change my background every day on my, on my screen. So when the kids come in, they see, um, some interesting picture, some creative picture, some some funny graph. There's there's so many um, so many different things. Just an inspirational quote, um, maybe something that's connected to what we're going to learn that day in class. Um, that's that's always a fun thing that I do. The kids will always just get talking about that when they come into the classroom. Um, um, but just just little things, like you said, it is. It's little things, and once you start trying some things, you'll realize that you start to notice more and more. Mm-hmm. Uh- Chris, we have a question that we often ask our guests about, you know, a time machine, if you could go back yeah. and talk to your younger self, right? And <laughs> yeah. the first thing you might tell your younger self is don't go into engineering. I recognize that. <laughs> well, I, I'll, I'll, I'll interrupt you on that though, Tracy, just because <laughs> what it did was it, it did give me some great um, examples that I can show kids sure. that I, I learned about this. If you're going to go into engineering, it's more than just, you got to know math and science, yeah. you know, you have to be able to work collaboratively and um, be able to write reports and, and those kind of things. So sure. There's still those connections, but exactly. yeah, I get You're what you mean. Right. So if you were to go back to your younger teacher self, what yeah. would, what advice would you give your younger self about a little thing that you could do that would make a big difference in your, in your class? Yeah. I, th- I think number one, the big thing that I would, that I would tell myself is, is, um, and it's and it's something that I even remind myself again every day now is remember that the kids are most important, um, even more than the content, more than the curriculum, um, those relationships that you build with those kids every day. Um, and and they're not always going to be excited about the thing that you're teaching. So I need to find things that that do connect the, the, the content to, to things that they are interested in. Excellent. 
Thank you so much. We so appreciate you taking time on your on your weekend to, to yeah. talk with us and to share ideas. Just a reminder to everybody, dailystem.com, and yeah. uh, go find that Daily STEM link so that they can get your, your daily newsletter and share with their students. And listen to your podcast yeah. and every listen day. To Do you publish yeah. that every week? Yeah, the STEM Everyday podcast comes out every week. I, I try to interview educators who are just finding ways to add STEM to their everyday classroom or authors who write some great uh, STEM books. There's so many great, um, especially children's books coming out now that, that have STEM themes to them. Uh, we're, we're really, we're really blessed to have so many different options and opportunities for our kids today. Yeah. It's a good time for STEM. Yeah. <laughs> and for everything. Exactly. Well, thank you, Chris. We wish you a very uh, happy day and we yeah. appreciate you taking time to talk with us. Yeah. And, and uh, Tracy and Jim, just keep up the good work. I, I love you guys' podcast. I've gotten to listen to a few of them. And, uh, you got some great guests sharing some very inspiring uh, ideas. So keep up the good work. Thank you. Same to you. Thank you. Yep. All right. Bye bye.